Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You're joined by your regular hosts, Josh Hartley, my co-host, Ben Porter. Hello. And we are joined tonight by David Wright, the... Um, what was the job title again? It was Convention <laughs> Coordinator slash Overlord. And Director and everything else that goes alongside that, yes. Hi, guys. <laughs> the Boss. Yeah, the boss. That's the summary that the guys have for me. Excellent. So uh, Dave is organising Tabletop Scotland, which mm-hmm. will be uh, taking a place in Perth later this year. And yeah. Dave's got some exciting announcements to uh, share with us, uh, which we're going to dive into. And then we're going to have yeah. a bit of a chat just about, uh, well, what you've been up to and why why it is you've got into uh, starting a convention. So, uh, but like Dave... You dive in, and uh, what news have you got to share with us about uh, the convention coming up? Okay, so we recently announced a couple of things like the D&D Epic and the Catan UK Qualifier. But um, mm-hmm. alongside that, other events that we have that, are, that will be getting held. One of them is a Karuba, which is a game by Haba, a 32-player tournament with prizes and actual bingo caller. Now, if you don't know Karuba, you should check it out. Um, but yeah, Bingo Caller will mean things to those who play it. Um, Dave was explaining else? the game uh, before we came on the air. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I sincerely hope your uh, Bingo Caller is dressed like Indiana Jones. Oh, there's a suggestion. I'll there you, we I'll go. You, I, I think you should just go for the classic uh, glittery suit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will have to see what John's got in his wardrobe, or have to acquire it for him. Could, um, could, could we could we do a bingo version of Indiana Jones, like Indiana Jones outfit but glittery? I'm ben, sure Indiana we could Jones. work magic on John. He's he's quite happy to do these things. Well, he, so so he'll be told at least. If it, we have he'll, he'll be coerced. <laughs> yeah. he, he, um, he, he will do what he's told. Yeah, and, and another tournament we're going to have, uh, which day these are on are to be confirmed, by the way, but we, we'll, we'll sort that out between now and the end of March. But the other tournament we're going to have is a Shadespire tournament, which Ooh. we're really quite excited about. Because um, GW will have, uh, by the time this goes out anyway, uh, announced their organised play uh, set up for Shadespire, and we are piggybacking off that and really quite looking forward to that one because that'll be a bit different excellent Um, oh good stuff uh we are going to our first shade spire tournament later this month i'm looking forward to getting absolutely spanked by better players but uh, it'll be good fun i think i'm a bit more optimistic about uh, about it than you are but uh (laughs) you're playing those those orcs are really nasty Yeah. yeah have you been playing an awful lot of it yourself dave well, and this this is the thing. I'm not a GW guy at all. I I and we'll be getting to this. We'll get into my history, but I've never been a 40k or fan, warm a fantasy player uh-huh. of any shape whatsoever. In fact, notoriously, the only I, I am a war gamer, but the only war game I actually play is BattleTech. Um, oh, so that's so I, we're going back there. We are, yes. There's a sign of my age there, perhaps. But the um, I did I, but, I wasn't going to put it quite like that. <laughs> but but uh, I actually I got a T-shirt for an event I was going down in, Not- in Nottingham for, um, which actually says, you know, I'm I play role-playing games, card games, board games, and war games with an asterisk with war games, which basically says <laughs> if you but only BattleTech. Yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that's kind of my that's my war gaming stick. Um, 
Alongside that, we have a couple of exhibitors um, to announce as well. So you're very familiar with the first one. Uh, Bez is coming along, so we will have a Stuff by Bez stand. Uh, We're very excited to have her there. Um, She's very, very colourful in general. Um, Never a dull uh, moment with Bez. Never a dull moment with Bez. Lots of fun, and uh, we're, we're really excited by that. And one which may not be familiar to your listeners or indeed in general. So we have a... Um, a lady by the name of Kerry Horan, who's coming along as who is a tabletop crafter. So she makes dice bags, um, custom dice, um, oh. DM screens, and stuff like that. So um, fantastic! Nice to be able to attract um, the kind of crafter element of this as well. So um, alongside any publishers and other retailers that we're working with. Um, uh, but that's really all I can go into at this point in time. Of we course, I'm sure there's plenty other... that you could tell us, yeah, but you'd have to yeah, kill us. Yeah, but I have to, yeah, all or places like Duncan would kill me. Um, <laughs> so, so, so yes, um, but yeah, that's, that's that's really exciting. Things are really, into the new year, momentum has really started to kick off, which is really good. Excellent, excellent. And, and um, just for the sake of our listeners, when will yeah. the convention be taking place? So Tabletop Scotland is being held in the 1st and 2nd of September at the Dewar Centre in Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets go on sale on the 31st of January and the event calendar will be live for booking no later than the 31st of March. That's uh, We may release some of the events early, but certainly no later than the 31st of March. That's terrific. I mean, personally, I'm really excited to go. Uh, it'll be great to uh, get in on a convention in the first year as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. But some big names. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, no, really looking forward to it. So moving on then, what what was it that made you want to start organising a convention? Yeah, um, a dare. Well, no, it wasn't really just a dare. <laughs> uh, it started off as an idea that became a dare. Um, so uh, about six years ago, I used to own a brick and mortar retail store, but six years ago, I closed that. Mm-hmm. And I, about a year after that, I was like, no, I'm, I still want to do something. Um, so it was about four years ago in earnest that we started. So John's always been part of this equation as a Simon to a lesser extent. Um, Duncan's a recent addition to the, the kind of core team. Um, but we started looking at venues and starting to build really how would we do this? Um, mm-hmm. And it, it got the nickname, uh, probably shouldn't use this because it will come back to bite me, DaveCon. Uh, DaveCon was the name <laughs> because it was going to be Dave doing this con. We're, we're smiling because <laughs> we know uh, Tom Mannering, who uh, up until recently was running the Scottish Pathfinder Society. Yes. And the, their expo used to get nicknamed TomCon. <laughs> so, so it, it's obviously. I'm, I mean, I'm happy to call it Dave Con. No, don't, don't. That'll just encourage them. Trust me, um, that'll really encourage them. I shouldn't have mentioned it. But, uh, but about, so about four years ago, we looked to a number of venues and uh, almost signed a contract with one of them. Um, but it kind of got to a point where real life got in the way, um, mm-hmm. not just for for a number of people in teams. The team is quite big quite big back then yeah and the financial element of having a venue in edinburgh for a weekend for this sort of thing was significantly higher risk so it was right okay let's be 
more cautious. So we mm -hmm. pulled the plug on it. But the idea didn't go away. And we kept looking for venues and kept looking for venues. Um, and it became, a, over the last few years at Expo, UK Games Expo, the, the, the nudge from everyone that I met that knows me and knew this was in the back of my head, kept, kept going, come on, you need to do it this year. Get on and do it. Um, and then I kind of gone, I'd gone cold on the, not cold, it's the wrong phrase. I'd gone quiet on it because mm -hmm. 2018 was going to be the year I went back to Gen Con. So I went in 2014. So oh. I've already booked to go to Gen Con. That's already in plan. Uh, accommodation is all sorted. Uh, the tickets for that go on sale shortly and stuff like that. And then uh, my wife, who owns a, a wool shop in Pitten she went to the Perth Yarn Festival. And which was in the Jura Centre, and came back from that and said, you should go and see that venue. Mm. Uh, I was like, okay, um, knowing nothing about the venue whatsoever. Um, coincidentally, I had some time off work, so I went up, uh, dragged John and Duncan with me. Literally within five minutes of walking at the venue, I was like, yep, this will work. Yeah. Um, and it's it has a lot of flexibility, but, you know, it's it, that. so the motivation to do it was really just because I can, and I wanted to, and um, there aren't enough conventions in Scotland. In fact, Agreed. Glasgow Games Festival, you, all, you obviously know about, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and Compulsion, which is the one run by Edinburgh University. Um, mm -hmm. But that's it. Whereas, so, um, was Perth a deliberate choice? I mean, obviously it's quite central. Was was that a... It, a... Was, it, it wasn't a deliberate choice in that sense. It was... It was um, almost a, a fake choice in a way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so P Perth, Perth works for all sorts of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, as you say, public transport wise, it's, it's kind of like the hub for uh, the rail network in Scotland, a large mm -hmm. part of the hub, at least uh, from north to south. Um, and uh, to coin the phrase, it is in the heart of Scotland as well. So it's kind of like we, we can bring it to the, the gaming to the heart of Scotland type thing became part of the catchphrase that, that we came up with. Ancient and capital of Scotland, I believe. It was, well, it's one of, because the Fremlin also was an ancient capital of Scotland as well. They moved um, around quite a bit, didn't they? Yeah, and it's it's it's... It's a city that I've I've spent a bit of time in, uh, but not an awful lot of time in. And when we went to see the venue and came away thinking, yep, um, and then they've been great to deal with, which always helps. Uh, they want to have the event there, which absolutely helps. Mm -hmm. um, and it, from there, it was like, right, okay, how quickly can we do this? Um, the date was also kind of a bit weird in a way that we hadn't, because we just kind of found the venue and we're like, right, okay, all the prep we had from the previous four years, we could dust that off, re revisit it and start work on, okay, what does that mean? But date-wise, um, I, I built a, a spreadsheet for every single games convention in the UK, mm -hmm. board games and card games and role-playing games focused. Um, and it's available on various, um, uh, I'll send a link to you if you don't have it, but it's, it's, it's available in various uh, Facebook groups for board gaming in mm -hmm. particular. And when I, I built that for two reasons. One, I wanted to go to more events, but the main reason was to plan for when the convention could happen and to avoid things like Expo and Essen and Gen Con. Yes. Uh, and indeed, really anything like Dragon Meet in December in London and stuff like that. So it was kind of like... Yeah, and even, even like you say, Glasgow Games Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. Compared to Sorry, yeah. those that you were mentioning, it's a smaller yeah. affair. 
But you don't, yeah. You know, given that it's one, still one of the bigger ones in Scotland, you don't want to be absolutely that. You don't want to trade no, on and, tours. And we've had a good, good few conversations with the guys there, Nick in particular, about mm. how to collaborate, and you know, because ideally, um, we, I, I don't want Tabletop Scotland to be the first new one. I want it to be the first of many new ones, mm-hmm. yes. ideally, because it would be great to grow it uh, to an extent. <clears throat> Maybe not every weekend, but you know, every couple of months, that would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. When you take the amount of Comic Cons that we have now, I know, I know. It's I think it's not unattainable, bit, is it? Yeah, no. there's a bit of a glut of Comic Cons. In fact, I yeah. don't know how I many think, you think, go to, but like, yeah, I've been to some, and some are good, some are great, some are awful. Mm. And I think it's, I mean, I, I am a comic guy as well, though I haven't been reading many comics in the last few years, but mm-hmm. um, the the thing with Comic Con in, compar- in comparison to a games convention is, um, I think, um, or uh, I can have explained it in a way that a Comic Con attendee is much more transient. They move throughout the event and they look at stalls, and if they're a cosplayer, yep. they'll have photographs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Whereas a board games event or a card games event or a role playing event, you're essentially sitting down for the whole weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, there's exhibitors and traders there who you're buying things on, and you know you'll do other things. And with the venue having a bar on site, I'm sure there'll be a, people, a few people who have a drink, um, and, and and relax and enjoy themselves. But it's mm-hmm. a very different beast from organising. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, when we were at the Glasgow that Games was something Festival, we observed, wasn't it? Yeah, there were some people just spent the entire day in the games library. Was that mm-hmm. more or less? the same place as well yeah. it wasn't even like they moved around much they would yeah. just be at one table the whole day exactly fair enough so and, and you'll, find that, you'll, you'll find that at expo as well i mean the, you there will be people in fact i know people who literally go to expo and role play for the whole time they're there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um which is great if that's what you want to do um and and we will be catering for that very thing but it's it's the sort of thing that uh, i go to expo to have a essentially a gamer holiday, I go and play some games. I meet up with people I only ever meet up at Expo, and I buy some stuff. Yeah, um, you know. Oh, fantastic! I do need to address this now before I completely forget it. I love that Perth has a yarn festival. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Edinburgh, has, Edinburgh has a yarn festival as well. It's significantly bigger. Um, <laughs> it's a exchange, but yeah, it's great. The I mean, we have we don't we, well we. I can't well, imagine there's an awful lot of crossover between the attendees. No, no well, a lot of them, I, as I said, my wife owns a wool shop, which is, which is probably a bit, she, she, she plays a bit of both games. Um, yes. But the, I think the, because they're, they're on the weekend after we are, and um, that actually drove part of the decision making around our date. Um, I didn't right. want it to be, I didn't want it to be too close to Gen Con. Uh, given the exhibitors, as, we, as we've already announced, Geek and Son, um, if we'd been the middle of August, Geek and Son wouldn't have been able to come. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of like I, I want to make sure that we are making ourselves available to as many exhibitors as possible as we, you know, go from 2018 into 2019. And yeah, of beyond. course. So you mentioned earlier then that you used to run a brick and mortar game store. So remind me, sorry, how long were you running that for? And what what was the driving thing behind going into that? So I'd always wanted to own one. I think that's probably a thing that a lot of gamers um, think of. Um, So I I opened it. Well, when did I open it? Um, 
So it closed six years ago. Come February, it'll be six years. Mm -hmm. um, and it was open for just shy of three years. Mm -hmm. um, and it was in Kirkcaldy. It was called Kingdom of Adventure. And it was, it was, it was a, well, it had lots of play space in it. It was a comic shop as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it did, it did okay. But it was one of these things where actually, it didn't actually make me a living. Um, yeah. So I took the very painful decision to pull the plug in it. And I think um, there's probably two aspects to that, that part of my history is aware that, that, are, that are relevant here. One is um, I lost kind of interest in the hobby for about six months and it was board games that brought me back. Yeah. Um, and uh, as my collection of board games now attests, it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not uh, struggled to grow any further. Um, mm -hmm. I think the other benefit is I've... I've made a point of speaking to as many retailers as I possibly can about this convention. And I, I know a lot of them already um, from my time as a retailer um, and indeed since then. And I can relate, I think, to, in, in a way to them. Um, yeah, so, an experiential level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, some of them are still retailers. I mean, I'll, I'll mention a couple. So, like, Liam McConnor, who, who owns Black Lion, who will not be exhibiting at the convention. Um, but So I can say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liam and I have known each other for a very long time, and um, that relationship was really quite easy just to kind of have a brief chat and say, how would this work? It's not through yeah. lack of interest. It's just through the fact that Liam doesn't drive. So yeah. it's like, uh, that's just, how's he going to get stock there? How's he going to do this? So I'm, I'm trying to convince him just to come as a as an attendee, bring his kids, have fun. Um, and, a, and a number of the other retailers um, who have opened in the last five years, um, I know through um, network, basically, um, in, in the main. And I've I made a point towards Christmas uh, to visit as many as I could in my spare time, which I don't have very much of. Um, it's it, it's um, interesting, though, isn't it, the sort of explosion that's happened over the last five years. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I've noticed uh, a, a very big increase in, yeah. well, for, for want of a better phrase, geek shops, because I'm not yeah. just talking board games. Uh, I'm talking uh, memorabilia comics, and things memorabilia. Well. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the kind of pop culture explosion in general that's kind yeah. of come along. We meet within Glasgow, Geek Retreat and Geek and Boo and places like that, mm -hmm. um, alongside your uh, static games and your Forbidden Planets and your, obviously, Ross opening up West End games um, and stuff like that. And I've sat down and, and chatted with Ross and Ross is supporting the D&D &D Epic stuff that we're doing, which is fantastic. Fantastic, uh, yeah. And, and it's, it's stuff like that that actually really... Um, it's in a sense, that's part of the motivation as well, because I know I've got a, re a retailer pool that I can engage with and say, right, okay, can you mobilize your customer base to come to this convention that I'm organizing, please? Yeah. Um, and, and I've got places I so as you know, I went up to Inverness to see Jason, who runs Illyrium. I just mm -hmm. jumped on the train and thought, I'll make time and go up and see him. And, you know, we've had a, a good chat and um, more to come from that, perhaps, still talking about various things. But it was... Selfishly, it was, I'm going to give you some flyers. Please talk to your customers <laughs> about this. But, you uh, know, as someone um, who who has a stake in a small business myself, I, I have to say, I mean, in this age of social media, I still think there's no substitute for word of mouth. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, and I'd, I'd go a bit more old-fashioned than that. Actually, face-to-face, -face, the reason I did this with these retailers in particular was 
because I wanted them to actually see me and uh, rather than just being a guy sending an email or something like that. Yeah. I, I haven't done it with all of them, so I have to apologize to any retailers I haven't visited yet. Um, but And there's quite a few that I haven't, but I, I was able to target certain ones uh, for a variety of different reasons. But I wanted to sit down with them and, you know, mm-hmm. just go, look, you know, this isn't just some guy who is, is running a convention. You know, I've, I have a level of understanding of your business model. So yeah. let me see how I can make this work for you as much as anything else. So you're interested in, in forging relationships as much as promoting the convention? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I've, I've been accused of being a, a gaming ambassador in the past where I'd love to grow the hobby as much as possible. And I think mm-hmm. a convention helps do that. And if, oh, that, absolutely, if, yeah. that, if that ultimately then drives to be more retailers, particularly successful retailers, um, then, then all the better. Uh, so it, and it's yeah and in fact I'll, I'll make one other on this uh, Duncan might punch me but it's fine um, <laughs> um, so, so one of the other announcements is the UK Games Expo have come on board as a partner for us um, oh, wow. and, and there's, there's, there's two parts of that that I'm really excited about in fact probably three um, the first one is it, it's they are a fantastic resource for me and my team mm-hmm. to speak to um, Richard and Tony in particular have been amazing um, the, the amount of time they've spent with me on the phone uh, trying to tear everything apart which is great it's exactly what I need yeah, um, yeah. and that, that that just that ability just to give them a phone as well just to know yeah, that they're yeah. there is fantastic um, yeah. they, they've also offered all sorts of advice and logistical support as well which we're looking at just now I won't go into the details of that because Duncan will punch me <laughs> um, but, but ultimately the, the thing that the third the third thing that I think that gives me is they they're looking to support conventions in general mm-hmm. uh, they want to grow the base so that they grow as well with us so you know they're they're looking at conventions to support everyone benefits from it don't they Absolutely, because uh, you grow the market where people go to the expo. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, Absolutely, whereas, yeah, yeah. If that, if that enables me to grow this convention, and because they're wanting to be part of that, I think is actually quite important. Because, um, mm-hmm. as you say, we're new. Nobody knows who we are. Uh, no one's been to our convention before. So there's an element of credibility that, that comes to this yep. obviously we've announced geek and son that gives us a little bit of a credibility thing i think anyway mm-hmm. but having uk games expo's logo on our stuff as well i think really adds to that um i think so yeah definitely and you know we we met richard um at the glasgow games festival yes. we, were, we were playing one of his new games yeah. uh, yes and i mean we didn't quiz him on running an expo, but certainly from the point of view of being a games designer, he was. We we thought he was very meticulous and very very professional about the yeah. whole thing. So if yeah. he approaches uh, organising events in the same way, which I'm sure he will, I'm sure he'll have some fantastic advice for you guys as well. Yeah, and 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 I say one of the first things before we even signed the deal, before we went public, was I spent an hour and a half on the phone with him and Tony. Um, going through, you know, similar questions to what you asked me, why are you doing this? What is it you want to get out of it? Et cetera, et cetera. And they would just let, tear me apart, or Tony in particular, tore me apart for 45 minutes, an hour. And after that, it was like, okay, sounds like you know what you're doing. You're doing it for the right reasons. How can we help? And I was just like, great. 
I'm picturing the, uh, a process something like The Apprentice. It fe- you know, the, 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 the interview episode Dragon's they have every Dane, series. Certainly Dragon's Den apprentice elements yes. too. But, <laughs> but, but, but to, to be clear on the word partner, there's no financial relationship between us whatsoever. Uh, no, it's purely a, purely a business-to-business relationship, which is all I'd ever want from them, anyway. That's fantastic. No, that that's great to hear. Uh, and, you know... I'm sure it's going to be an absolute uh, success, and we're both really looking forward to uh, first weekend of yeah, September. Yeah, but the risk is sounding a bit like a fashion victim. I think for me, the thing that's really exciting is hearing these really big names coming to Scotland. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, and the, and it's it, it it was one of the um, I was only going to do this if it was going to be something different type uh-huh. thing. You know, uh, um, with with no negative connotation to any other convention, and he always caveat this. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to do what they did. I wanted to do something different. I wanted mm-hmm. to bring something. I want to bring something different to the, the Scottish gaming scene. And us being able to get Geeks and Sun, and the first D and D epic at a convention in Scotland, and I believe the first UK qualifier for a Tan, Tan UK Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, just as the first three things that we've gone public with is yeah. fantastic. And there are more to come, I can assure you. Yes. Um, we look <laughs> forward to hearing them. Yes. <laughs> and I look forward to being able to announce them. Excellent. Um, Excellent. So uh, maybe moving away from the convention and more sure. about, uh, you know, your uh, your personal gaming tastes. What, what, yes. what have you been playing an awful lot of lately? Um. Well, right. Okay. So, what have I been playing? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at my. I'm actually in my, the room where all the games are. So, I'm looking at my shelves. So, what have I played recently? Um, played uh, Arctic Scavengers recently, deck builder game. Which all right. you, it's it's really good. Um. So it's uh it's five players deck building. You're basically trying to build the the most the strongest most savage group of um, post-apocalyptic uh, people so that you basically beat everybody up um, but it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun really <laughs> fast it's a really good introduction to deck building as well I think do you know um, it's interesting um, we were playing legendary recently yeah uh, I'm not sure which order we're going to be uploading these episodes so in the podcast we may have already talked about it uh-huh. um, yeah. I don't know have you had a chance to play legendary yourself it's not it's not one and, and this is one of the weird things so from a superhero card game perspective um before legendary came out I think it was before and before DC brought out their one uh, mm. I got into Sentinels of the Multiverse, which is not a deck builder. You know, it's static decks. Um, yeah, I've heard of Sentinels. I haven't played it myself, but I have. You know, I've seen it and I've heard of it, about it. Yeah, and and it's it's a game that that I love. Um, it's got a lot of uh, admin to it because you need to track a lot of things, which is a bit yeah. of a pain at times. But there isn't that for that, so that's helpful. Um, but the by when I bought that, I was like, well, I don't need an super card game. Uh, but the problem is. Most people I know um, who have played Legendary rave about it, so at some point I do need to play it. I would recommend it, Ben. Nah, not for nah. you. Well, I mean, without going on a whole thing yeah. about it, um, I, I do have my reasons. Uh, primarily, I would say it's a good game, but if you're looking for a social tabletop experience, I don't think that's a good candidate. It's not. It, it, it's 
it sometimes feels a little like a Euro game in that the players don't interact an awful yeah. lot with each yeah. other. I know, I know what you mean. I felt yeah. like I was watching Josh doing his tax returns at times. <laughs> Which I was absolutely loving. <laughs> that's, but that's that's the kind of thing I enjoy about a game, yeah. just like and, building and, something and see it just see this engine just running. Yes. And I think I mean Karuba, given we are nice tournament part, um that that there is no player interaction in that other than it's a race to get certain things done. Mm. But it is a and it's all therefore it has Euro styles to it. But it is a lot of fun, and and it it, it has um, gateway. I'm not a huge fan of the phrase gateway game, but it has gateway connotations to it. So it's mm-hmm. really accessible. Um, other stuff: Baron Park by Mayfair Games. Oh, you know I I got that over Christmas. Um, I've actually it? played it with my brother and sister, who are not into board games at all, yeah. and they both really enjoyed it. I think yeah. there's some. There's something incredibly satisfying about that game. Yeah, one of one of my mates. Cause I was looking for, uh, I was looking at Cottage Garden, and I was looking at Patchwork, and I was looking at Bear and Park. And my mate uh, uh, Andy said, "Just get Bear and Park. It's got bears, Dave. It's got bears." I mean, what, what more do you need? <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, that's a good point." And and whilst I was looking for something that could be played two player, the ability to have it as four player is is really good, and it's a great game. Uh, I, I've been really really impressed by it. Yeah, um, it's, it's, I'll choose such a that... simple design yeah. as well, but yeah, it is. really it well is. executed. Just as a misnomer, though, because it should be Bear and Marsupial Park. They address this in the uh, manual. <laughs> they acknowledge that koalas are not bears, but yeah. everyone loves yes. them, apparently. Yes, so that, that's why they're in. So they get, they get an exemption from that. Uh, <laughs> they, that they get a bear pass. Yes, a bear pass, indeed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, Fantastic, and the other one of well, the other two I've played recently. Flashpoints, one of them co-op. This um, is the firefighting one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. What's Can that like? It? So, right. whenever I think of co-op games, I immediately think of Pandemic, which is a very yeah. high watermark. And and I and I think it's on a par personally oh, um, yeah. with right. Pandemic. Um, it's actually one that. And some, I mean, I've introduced lots of people to board games through Pandemic, but I similarly, I've introduced a lot of people to board games, particularly younger people, mm-hmm. to board games through Flashpoint. The idea of playing a firefighter is quite cool to kids, after all. Yeah. Um, it, it is a brutal game, though, like Pandemic is. You can play mm-hmm. it in a simple mode so that it's not as hard, but you can play it on a veteran mode, I think it is, and um, it's brutal. Um, I have one of the expansions for it where you're inside a submarine, you have to make sure the submarine doesn't explode and sink to the bottom of the sea. That sounds uh, horrifying. <laughs> never, that sounds like the most stressful it. thing in the world. <laughs> yes, but a lot of fun at the same time. Because yeah. um, <laughs> doors get jammed and things like that. It's just... Oh, oh it's, brilliant. We've, never, we've, never, we've never beaten that. We've never beaten that. <laughs> um, being, being caught between drowning and burning to death. Yes. I mean, you can't go wrong then. You mix the two and you're fine. You're safe. Yeah. Just don't, that, th- that just don't think up, about right? it. Just don't think about it. Enjoy the game. Yeah, but in the same way that, you know, Pandemic, there's only one way to win it um, and like five, four or five ways to lose. That's the same mm. with Flashpoint. Okay. Um, and the other one, which is one that's probably a bit more obscure, is a game called Grifters, which is done by Indie Board and Card, who do actually they do Flashpoint, but they do games like Resistance and Coup. Okay, um, yeah. 
the, the Resistance and Q universe is a shared universe, and they've got mm-hmm. a role-playing game coming out for that as well. But Rifters is set in the same universe, and you are a heist team uh, performing various heists. So you've got a crew that you build, deck-building essentially game to it. Um, mm-hmm. we, well, not deck-building, card management and hand management. I, I always get the terminology wrong, so whatever Either it is. Either way, I'm uh, sold. Yeah, it's great <laughs> you, fun. You had me at cards. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we played it uh, on uh, recently a board game club I didn't even know existed in Leith um, and I stumbled across it on Facebook so immediately mm-hmm. I was like okay I need to take flyers to them um, <laughs> but we went along and played games and uh, Grifters went down a storm uh, with, with the guys I was playing with which is great, it's a really good game, I didn't win I mean I very rarely win, I hasten to add that I very rarely <laughs> yeah, I'm with I you on that as well but yeah, those, Ben's those are pulling games. a face. Uh, well, I, I, why? I'm not, why, I'm not why competitive. No, you're not competitive, but saying that you seldom win, that's just false modesty. <laughs> just get that out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, look, Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show tonight, so thank you very much for your time. No problem at all, guys. Brilliant. Well, well, we're really looking forward to Tabletop Scotland. That's first weekend of September, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure... We, we'll, we'll be there. We will be there. We will, we will be there. With with bell, <laughs> Not necessarily with bells on. Hey, yeah. if you if, if Jordan has to wear an Indiana Jones letter suit, I think bells may need to be required by some. We'll, if, if enough people give us money on Patreon, then we will buy some bells for them, and we will wear Excellent. them. Excellent. You've done it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Dave, we're really looking forward to the convention and just hearing more of the announcements that will be coming uh, out uh, across the next months. Uh, but from uh, myself and Ben, guys, thanks for listening. Have a good night.